Welcome to our sixth episode of Breaking Bread with C on Relentless Pursuit. Last time we spoke about horsemen versus footmen and how God sees us capable of contending with horses and not just footmen. Today I'm led to share from the book of Proverbs a passage that is very dear to me and it reveals a mystery to the heart that truly desires to understand the word of God and to model their lives after it until they become like it. Paul says in one of his letters to the Corinth church, if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. And if there is anything hidden about our message, it is hidden only to someone who is lost. Who better than Paul to talk about someone who is perishing? This man was a Pharisee. This man spoke several languages, including Greek and Hebrew. He was from Roman origin. Paul was a sophisticated, educated, circumcised, zealot Pharisee, someone who has lived and abided by the law. This man was perfect by the standards of the law and yet the scriptures still call him one that was perishing the lord has come that we may have peace the lord has come that we may experience love that is sacrificial and unconditional and once we receive this revelation of love the demand is to extend it to our brothers and sisters and paul is saying that the gospel is veiled to those who are perishing This is a man who knew the scriptures by heart and yet he was still unable to recognize the one whom the scriptures talked about. When the Lord revealed himself to Paul as he was on his way to Damascus at this point he's still called Saul previously in one of my episodes I spoke about God changing your name when he calls you because this is the name that's going to usher you into his promises. Saul is walking and the Lord Jesus appears to him and tells him why do you persecute me Saul and he's talking about the Christians that Paul was busy murdering for the case of Christ and yet the Lord Jesus reveals himself to him and tells him why do you persecute me and the and the Bible says that I, Paul simply um fell face down to the to the ground this is to show you how overwhelming the presence of god is um for some of you that have been following us on our ig lives when we had a conversation uh, about undefiled worship our guest talked about the presence of god and how that changes your posture it changes your heart it is impossible to encounter god and to not be overwhelmed by his glory to not be overwhelmed by his beauty to not be overwhelmed by his kindness to not be overwhelmed by simply being in his presence and Today I want to read from the book of Proverbs, chapter 25, verse 2 and 3. I'm reading from the Passion Translation because it brings out even better the message of, of, um, of this passage. 
God conceals the revelation of his word in the hiding place of his glory. But the honor of kings is revealed by how they thoroughly search out the deeper meaning of all that God says. The heart of a king is full of understanding like the heavens are high and the ocean is deep. Solomon is saying that the Lord conceals the mystery in his word. The Hebrew translation for the word as mentioned in verse 2 is davar and it's written d-a-b-e-r but pronounced d-a-v-e-r davar and the word hide is kadar while the word glory is kabod. Basically what Solomon is saying it He's implying that the glory of God is hidden in his word. And the glory of men comes from studying this hidden word. My God, do you realize that whenever you are studying the word of God and you approach the message of the gospel like it is about to reveal something new to you you pray that the holy spirit opens your eyes where you are reading from a religious place from a place of the law you say holy spirit help me understand this passage beyond what is simply written that is when your glory comes so the glory of god is to conceal this message have you ever wondered why jesus always spoke in parables jesus wanted people to lean in more to spend more time in prayer to exercise themselves to learn more about what god is implying in everything he said if this is the man who had the mind of god the bible says that he was fully man and fully God. So if this was the representation, the physical representation of God on earth in the body, it had to mean something that he's talking about a bush, that he's talking about a fig tree, that he's talking about uh, a field. People in their common sense should have been able to think that he is implying something else. But again, like Paul says, this gospel is veiled to those who are perishing. Even today when you read the scriptures, you will realize that the word never simply implies what it says at face value. Of course, there are certain scriptures that simply translate what they are saying and it is plain to everyone, especially in the books of uh, Proverbs or Psalms or in the New Testament altogether. But when you apply yourself, you will realize that this book is living. That is why we say that the word of God is living. And in the Hebrew language, for most of you that have gone to school for these things or have sat under certain teachers that make these things right, the Bible is written in Hebrew because Hebrew seldom has future or past tense. It is a continuous perfect tense that is talked about in scripture. So God speaks and the Bible says that God calls the things that are not as though they were. So the Lord does not call you, does not say that you will be blessed. The Lord calls you blessed. He does not say that you will become his righteousness. He says that you are his righteousness. That is the message 
of grace. And so when Solomon is saying that the glory of kings is to conceal matters and the glory of men is to unveil them, he's simply saying that the more you exercise yourself into reading the word of God, you are telling God, I want more, expound, take me deeper, make it clearer. I want to know what is in your heart at the moment. This is why you will read the passage today and even highlight it in your Bible. But then you read the same passage two, three weeks from that time and it is speaking to a completely different matter than you did when you were highlighting it. Or you go to a to a church service and you attend the sermon and then you encounter about five, six people talking about how this sermon was theirs. And if you were to sit with them and investigate what they mean by the sermon is theirs, you will realize that each one of them was ministered to in different respects. You will realize what the scriptures mean when they say that the spirit of the Lord ministers to us according to what every man needs. And And so the Bible says that the glory of man comes from unveiling this. When you read the scriptures and you show the will, the spirit of the Lord by nature is gentle. The Lord will never force himself on you. That is why we confess unto salvation. That is why we confess and pray for one another. When you are confessing, you are basically saying, I am not hiding this thing. I am struggling with it. I am wrestling with this sin. And if I hide it, it will be the isolation that the devil uses to sift me. And when you study the word of God, every time that you come into the presence of God and you willingly show off Father, that you want to know what is on his heart, the Lord is willing to reveal this to you. And it show the the more you come into the presence of God and you read his word and you exercise yourself to remain consistent, these things will begin to become clearer to you. You read the same Bibles as everyone that has stood before you to teach you. But the consistency, the willingness, the power to tarry in prayer, the power to tarry in reading the word, the power and the wisdom to tarry in wanting to understand the different translations. In French, they say that traduire. Uh, traduire c'est trahir. That means that the translation can never carry a hundred percent the same meaning as the original language in which something was spoken. And that is right. You will hear me say the Hebrew for this word or the Greek for this word because in its natural language you will realize why Jesus uses it in a parable, for example. Why a certain tree is mentioned. The idea is for you to go and read and find out what is it about fig trees, what is it about gold, what is it about silver that the Lord compares someone to that, what is it about a field, what is it about a horse, what is it about kings that God wants to portray in this and that is the extra mile that we make as a Christian, that is why some stay babes unto Christ while others become mature Christians, that is why 
some still go to God begging for cars, for clothes, for fame, when the others are simply telling the Lord, deal with me. Because the more you get a revelation of God, the more you get the understanding of what the scriptures are exercising us to become, the more you realize that actually all along, the prayer is for God to restore you to what you were before the fallen nature of man and not to give you all these material things the bible says that do not store your treasures where moth can eat them the treasure in heaven is this spirit of ours will ascend to heaven at one point you want to make sure that what is going there is not material things it is not the vanity of all vanities solomon was the richest person that has been mentioned in scripture and yet when the lord asks him asks him what he wants him to do for him he says i want to be wise because i'm only just a child yet he's a man he's a father at the point where he's saying that but he realizes that in the presence of god you are not here to ask for material things The Bible says that even the queen of Sheba, everybody in the outskirts of the world came to listen to Solomon speak. So friends, I want to encourage you to study the word of God. The king has concealed these things, but your glory comes from studying these mysteries. I'm going to go ahead and pray for us and pray that every time you read scriptures, there will be an added revelation to it and you will be so excited to even share with others that they may come to the knowledge of Christ. The Bible says that the word of God is shut up in my bones like a wildfire. The more you understand and decode these mysteries of Christ, the more they become easy to apply in your life. And before you know it, you will find yourself so excited that you want to share Christ with everyone. And Paul says that it doesn't matter what you are saying as long as Christ is being preached. He's saying that if they are blaspheming, if they are talking wrong about him, if they are talking ill about him, because in Paul's time, the importance of the matter, the urgency of the matter was that every ear comes to hear Christ. Every heart comes to the knowledge of Christ. And that has been accomplished. Even if you're an atheist, you know Christ. There is something you're against. Even if you're part of every other religion that confesses what otherwise is not Christian, you know Christ. And that was the simple point because that is the starting point. God can touch and turn any heart, but he does not force himself on us. And I think that is an amazing attribute from God. So before you know it, your life, your behavior, your thinking, your compassion will completely change and your affections will shift when you have encountered the King of Glory. I'll go ahead and pray for us and pray that we may have the revelation that we need the more we exercise ourselves into matters of reading scripture. Lord, we thank you. 
We thank you for this word and we thank you for what it will accomplish in the lives of everyone that has heard it. We thank you that even if you conceal these matters, it is not hidden to those whom you call sons that move and have their being in you, who have the spirit of the living God at work within them. The Bible says that you rejoice in doing abundantly, exceedingly above that we can even ask for, but it's still according to the power at work within us. I bless your name that every single person who has heard me in this moment is stirred to go and look deeper, dig deeper, read the word, and be transformed by it. I thank you that you hear me when I pray, and it is so in the name of our mighty Lord Jesus. Amen. See you next week on Breaking Bread with C. God bless you all.